Hello and welcome to another episode of the More From Law podcast. I'm your host, Harry Clark. This episode features Liz Barrett, a future trainee solicitor at Mission Dorea and creator of the Silks and City Law Blog. In this episode, Liz and I discuss our mutual experiences throughout the application process, including her top tips for candidates, as well as mental well-being and how you can get into the world of legal blogging yourself. Let's get into it. Hi Liz, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hi Harry, thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure to have you here and uh, great to have a fellow legal blogger as well, which um, I'm sure we will get into in uh, in due course. So um, no, thanks for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. And hopefully it's going to be a, a both topical and useful uh, conversation as well, what with the coronavirus going on and us talking about mental health and well-being. Um, but before we get to that, a nice little icebreaker question that I like to do um, is to ask you about your reasons for wanting to join the profession in the first place and your sort of background to date. So for people who haven't heard of yourself or the Silks and City blog, what what was your kind of reason for joining law and, and how, how have you got to where you are now? Uh, so this is a, um, it's a difficult question to answer um, mm. in, a, in a neat way, but I will try. Um, <laughs> so I um, came to law a little bit later than um, the average bod. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was uh, very, very unwell from the age of about 12. Um, and again, this isn't something I've really talked about at all um I think I've mentioned it on my blog once and and in a in a previous podcast um but that um meant I um didn't go through the usual GCSEs A levels application process at the at the usual and conventional time Mm -hmm. and really that experience um has shaped what I've wanted to do um with my life now I now I have one um happily um (laughs) and um and you know before before I was unwell um there was I never thought about being a lawyer I never really thought about um going into the law in in any way shape or form I was much more interested in 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 other things but I think that experience um exposed me to a lot um to a lot of um different kinds of people um I saw um uh firsthand the um the difficulties that people have in being able to stand up for themselves being heard um being represented um obviously it was in a medical setting in a hospital environment but but both um for myself and and for other patients that I saw it was it was it it, it became really really central to um how I wanted how I want to live my life mm-hmm. um to be able to and I come back to this phrase so much give the voiceless a voice mm-hmm. and okay. for me the best way that I felt I could give the voiceless a voice was going into law and becoming a lawyer uh, and so f- f- it was like the the seeds were planted during during my decade plus um it was almost 12 years of, of me being ill um mm-hmm. and feeling like I wanted to um be that person that stands up for people and fights for them and um is their voice or um you know helps them helps them resolve an issue that they have wow that's incredibly admirable and inspirational um and i can just tell by listening to you how that kind of personal motivation it was really kind of spurring your your decision making so that's incredibly admirable and i tip your hat as the noblest cause as any i think to to give back to the profession and i guess that would actually impact your kind of journey 
through the training contract process and you know going from a background of not doing the usual GCSE A level route through to applying for firms what was that like how was it how was it sort of different from I guess the quote-unquote usual experience of applying for training contracts in any way yeah yeah I mean it definitely um it definitely did affect and impact how I um approached applications and also Mm. how yeah how the applications themselves ran how the process was Mm. for me um so I um so because I went to university I was 26 when I went to university so I was um applying with uh four GCSEs no A-levels I had an access to higher education diploma in in law Mm -hmm. um but even even that that qualification itself it's awkward um there isn't there isn't a box on a lot of um standard applications um to tick that says you have an access to higher education diploma Mm -hmm. um so i think the the process itself doesn't lend it uh, it doesn't lend itself to um as you say quote unquote unusual applicants mm-hmm. um so i think there was a lot a big big learning process for me um um having not been through um a recruitment process like that ever before um in figuring out how do i present myself what is appropriate to disclose to 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 not disclose mm-hmm. you know i want to be myself and and um and have integrity and and be congruent and own that experience but also I don't really want to be defined by that that other life that I've mm-hmm. that I luckily left behind and managed to manage to um to, to get better but it 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 it's it, it's it it definitely impacted my um my focus in a mm-hmm. in a really good way uh, I think I was much more focused, um, much more able to deal with bumps in the road. Um, uh, so in, in that in that sense, I've been able to reframe it in, in a positive, positive yeah. way. No, absolutely. And I'm guessing at, at times it must have been quite difficult to, I mean, I think a lot of applicants struggle with imposter syndrome. But, you know, like you said, when you can't even find the checkbox to put your, you know, certifications and your qualifications into, I'm guessing that's, a, that's only going to compound the effect. So how did you kind of, go through that process of you know keeping your self-confidence high and you know overcoming those rejections which I'm sure everyone goes through and um, you know what was your kind of process for that imposter syndrome or, or, or self-confidence it's it's a massive issue um, uh, for lawyers especially um, mm. I mean the more that you know the more people I speak to the more you realize it's it's a common problem it's not you're not unusual in experiencing in experiencing that and I think that's really valuable um to to know firstly mm-hmm. um but yeah i think i have spoken about this before I, I call it like the computer says no issue okay <laughs> um um which is uh you know you 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 think right okay i've got i've i've got something to offer um i think but mm-hmm. um but how do i actually um get through that first sift if if the computer is saying nope we don't mm. recognize your your abilities because you don't um you don't tick these certain boxes mm-hmm. and i think i did feel there was a little bit of a struggle um i've told this story before but i did once have to actually call um somebody a company on the phone and say 
hey, I can't get through your system, um, uh, you know, how do, how do I navigate it? So I think that was one of my approaches no. is just um, reaching out and um, saying, I'm having trouble um, what can I do? Do you is there a way around your your online platform? But I do think um, in terms of uh, imposter syndrome and self confidence, it's it's still massively something I struggle with. Um, so I think the way I approach um, boosting boosting your confidence is mainly around other people. I mm. um, um, again I, I've spoken about this before, but but the best way for me, and this is this is something that I've had to learn um, the best strategy for myself, and that's what I would I would advise everyone to do is to is to figure out what's best for you. Mm. Is 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 thinking right? What would I say to a friend of mine who's in this position if they're mm. if they're feeling really down or they think, oh, how on earth is this happening to me? Why have I got this scholarship, this award? Why have I got through this the next yeah. stage of this process? I don't understand is taking a step back and thinking, right, if I was my own friend, which we all should be a friend to ourselves, I think that's important. But Mm -hmm. if I was my best friend looking at me, what would my best friend say to me? I think that's, for me, the best reality check um, uh, that you can that you can give yourself. Um, It doesn't it doesn't overinflate your ego. Um, it gives you a little bit of a um, a boost, um, and that that's how I approach things. Is is right? What would I say to my What would I say to my friend if they were in this position? But that but that doesn't always solve the issue. Um, yeah. And I think I think a lot of the time we look like we're doing really well. We're coping really well, um, and you have to sometimes just act as if and um it's like dressing for the job you want there's that that also also that phrase sometimes unfortunately we have things going on in our personal lives we have things going on in our professional lives there's there are difficulties in the world that that get on top of us And, and sometimes you do just have to think right okay for the next 45 minutes for the next hour I just need to try and gather all of my internal resources, no. gather some strength, know that I, this is a, a finite time, it's, it's a small amount of time and I need to just try and be as, be as confident as I can in this, in, in this stage. And then when I leave the room, I can crumble and I can, I can let it all hang out. Yeah, absolutely. And that was something that I, I took into my ACs as well, was there's always that kind of internal monologue of questioning if you you know, should be at that interview or should be at that assessment center or, or whatever. But, you know, you kind of have to put it into perspective is that if you reach a stage like that, the firm that you're applying to clearly see something in you and you kind of have to have that just unshakable confidence and fake it till you make it and all that sort of thing to try and just get through you know like you said the next 45 minutes the next hour or so just to kind of get get towards your end result Um, and you raised a great point as well in terms of just thinking about self-care is that often we're so good at giving advice and help to others when we can kind of objectively analyze a situation but when it comes to our own it can cloud our own judgment and it's quite difficult to kind of I guess see through all of our own self-perceptions and things that we just kind of take for granted in our viewpoint and to and to kind of you know make that 
make that an obstacle, I guess, to giving ourselves the best the best advice and care we could. So um, there's a really great quote I like from a uh, Canadian professor, professor who said that you should treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. Um, and I think that speaks exactly to the to the kind of core points you're raising there. So um, no, fantastic advice. This episode of the Morphin Law Podcast is sponsored by The Legist. Looking to find your next role or find the right employee? The Legist full-service online platform can help. By using smart technology to keep the recruitment process as simple and transparent as it can be, you can filter opportunities not just by location and role, but by practice area, PQE level, employee benefits, and many other factors. If you're looking to hire, accompany job listings with pre-interview questions, categorize them effectively, and have a live listing in minutes. You can advertise all your legal vacancies with The Legist at www.thelegist.co.uk, also offering free job listings for legal intern, volunteer and training contract positions. And I guess outside of all of those lessons that you've learned as well, you've been through the training contract process. And so you've learned plenty of lessons when it comes to writing applications, when it comes to researching firms and just application strategy in general. What were your, say, biggest tips that you wish you could have learned sooner in the process and, and and kind of the misconceptions or common pitfalls that you kind of had to to make once to learn from yes i was i was dreading this question because um, <laughs> <laughs> um i was actually speaking to someone last night about recording this podcast and saying i'm like the worst example of of how to approach um uh training contract <laughs> and vacation scheme okay. applications um, okay. So I so I I always say don't do what I did, um, <laughs> do what I say or write. Um, <laughs> so um, mine was a little bit of um, uh, an an odd experience in that um, my applications got worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. rather than better well I would assume because I because I I didn't I didn't get the two um the two the last two that I did but I got the first two that I did um right. so um but 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 in that process I absolutely definitely um massive takeaways and things I wish I had um probably done different differently and that would have made things a little bit easier mm. um so the first um uh you uh, it's knowing yourself. It sounds really soppy and um, fluffy, but actually mm. it's, I think, the most solid, core, essential part of writing any um, application um, and uh, especially um, with something as, as personal as uh, questions like, you know, why law, why this firm, etc., etc. I think you need to um be able to um have enough self-knowledge of mm. your of your of, of your talents your abilities your um i don't like love the word um your weaknesses you know areas of improvement mm. what what um really excites you about law or what really excites you about that firm the things you're passionate about all of this stuff swirling around i think that's really important to recognize your own um individual um you know assets that you mm. that you then effectively what you're doing is you are selling yourself yeah. you are you are marketing yourself as a potential future lawyer at their firm and the amount of money that 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 firms 
invest in in the recruitment process in the training process um, Mm. is massive Um, so you need to be able to um, pick out um, parts of yourself that 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 are that are going to be valued and that um and and a firm will value so i think that's the first thing is is being able to think right what do i have to offer what are those um unique parts of myself the experiences that i've had that don't necessarily need to be legal experience um in in fact sometimes it's 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 um, quite nice for I think for a, a recruiter to, to to see somebody has done it something a little bit different or a little bit yeah, innovative um, so I think that that first of all is really important having that awareness of yourself and, and knowledge of yourself um, and um, and secondly also being able to um, speak to other people ab- about the applications so mm. running running your applications past someone you trust um, and someone who knows you uh, I didn't do that enough, mm. um, and I think I, I that that's again something that that I think a lot of people now are getting much more comfortable with. I get so mm. many messages from people, you know, saying, "Can you help with this?" and and that's brilliant. I think um, I, I think having another set of eyes or another couple of sets of eyes over something. Um, can really can really help elevate um, and weed out and tease out um, different parts of the application. So I think those are those are my top two um, top two tips. But my third would be applying to firms you actually want to work for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an important point. It massively. I mean, I um, I think I did a, a, a blog post and and mentioned this and that and. Um, said well it's a really it's a really obvious one but actually it um, so many people I think do get panicked and think Mm. oh I need to hit this magic number of five applications or ten applications or it's all about the the quantity of applications that you that you send Mm. out in in my experience and this is only my experience which as I said isn't is is not a great example um (laughs) exactly thanks um um um, i know i sent four applications um only actually two of them were firms that i genuinely could hand on heart say yeah i've had one i've had experience and exposure to you um more than just uh googling your website and looking on chambers um and and speaking you know it's it's i've had direct contact with with you as a firm and as individuals um and also i can see myself working there and 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 those were the two that i that i progressed all the way in fact Mm -hmm. all the way to to training contract offers so i i do think there is um a lot to be said for really engaging with the firms that you want to that you're considering really being able to visualize yourself in those firms Mm. and and have a passion and a joy for it because as lawyers we're at work a lot it's a long process to get there as well if Mm. you don't if you don't feel really engaged and and passionate about the firm that you're going to end up working for and training with I think it it can come across and you know, um, as I said, firms invest a huge amount of money in you and um, and in their in their future trainees. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, that's a perfect example of some of the advice I tried to give when students approached me. Is that you know your 
your level of understanding as to why you're applying to that firm and recognizing that it's a two-way process will inform everything else that you do from that point onward it will you know help you with your application because you can genuinely put across your reasons for wanting to join that firm it, you can demonstrate that level of interest as an interview and um, as you said you know the, the two where you felt like you were really kind of wanting to work there came across when, when we're more successful on the application stages so um, no, that's indicative of I think the idea that it's a two-way process recognize what type of firm you want to work for and really come put it across in your applications just so that you know you can send that same application form down the road to someone else with a different firm's name and it still makes sense um yeah that's absolutely some great advice there We've mentioned it a little bit about this episode, but um, your blog, which I know you've kind of used to disseminate these kind of resources and this information. Um, and uh, no, it's great to have a fellow legal blogger, as uh, I'm sure you know, that's how I kind of got started on all this mentoring and podcasting stuff. But, you know, for you, what was the kind of inspiration, I guess, for wanting to start a blog and to, I guess, give out information and resources and help and advice and your own personal thoughts to the rest of the profession? Yes, um, so um, I've actually never been asked why I started a blog, so I've, I'm mm. trying to trying to think of a, um, a good way to, <laughs> to describe it without sounding really pompous. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, so I actually, so it's not my first, not my first blog. I have a secret other blog. Oh, um, right. <laughs> um, so when I, um, so when I came out of hospital. Um, almost um so just over six years ago um i remember um being in the bath and thinking <laughs> because that is your chill time right um, yeah, yeah. being in the bath and thinking right i've had you know over a decade where well to put it mildly it's not been a great time and um there have been you know awful things that have happened I you know not thought I was going to come out the other side of this mm. um and um I've had to you know um I've you know I've had exposure and experience of some some really not not great stuff um but I've come out the other side and with the help of of so many you know so many people mm. um and had to relearn everything from you know feeding myself to to, to mm. figuring out who I am and I remember thinking, right, I've had this negative experience. How can I turn this into something positive? Mm. And um, for me, uh, writing has always been something I've really enjoyed ever since I was um, tiny. Mm. And I thought, well, why don't I um, just start a blog about trying to give people hope and trying to give people shortcuts to getting better? So I started um, um, a blog, uh, an anonymous blog on 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 the kind of the the health and long term conditions and hospitalisation and how to, you know, walk and talk and 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 all of that stuff, mm. and um, and that became so much part of my own recovery from from that illness. It's fascinating, and I can tell that when you talk about, you know, your kind of decision to try and overcome that adversity and share that message with others that it resonates with your blog as well and that you've given so many great tips with you know well-being and mental health generally and kind of um you know going through those processes on your blog and one of the great phrases i like that you've used um and and you wrote a post on was being fit for law and i think that that speaks so so well to 
you know, students who are going through exams and the stress, whether it's, you know, junior lawyers who are going through the qualification process or, you know, all the way through to partnership level, law's a stressful profession. And especially with something like, you know, the coronavirus outbreak going on right now, which means that, you know, everything is being disrupted, not just at the workplace, but also in your personal life. It's it's trying to kind of balance all those things and overcome it. So big question, but how, how do lawyers kind of deal with all this? And what's your general kind of, I guess, tips for being fit for law? especially now yeah I think for me I've what I've what I've noticed with um how I've approached my blog and also how I approach you know interactions with 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 people who um who want advice is Mm. yes there's like all the practical um here's how you write an application here is how you um you you know conduct yourself in an interview um you know blah 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 but actually the thing the things that people struggle with the most actually are it is it is your health it is your well-being it's your your mental state that that I think especially now especially with coronavirus and all of the uncertainty um that's going to have going to become so much more important I mean I think Mm -hmm. we've seen um in the last few days a massive shift in the UK um, about, you know, our approach and our, um, you know, concern, levels of concern. Um, mm. And some firms are now obviously adjusting their recruitment process and and, and pulling vacation schemes. So mm. I can, I, we, I mean, we, the two of us are in very privileged, very lucky positions. Mm. Um, and I think we can often forget that. <laughs> Um, um, and um, I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. But I think for for people who are earlier on in their career, um, it must be a huge, you know, there must be a huge amount of anxiety around what they're mm. going to do, what their future is going to look like. And I think for me, the most important thing is that we're looking after each other and we're supporting each other and we're keeping keeping in touch with each other um, and keeping in touch with ourselves and that goes with for you know if coronavirus suddenly magically disappears which i don't expect it will do um mm. but let's say you know we wave a magic wand and coronavirus doesn't exist anymore those 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 issues still um still are huge in our profession um mm. is looking after ourselves and and making sure that we are that we're mindful of the fact that that yes law is a very stressful um, high-pressured, highly competitive environment, um, but I think it's 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 also valuable to 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 um, take time out of that um, mm. that kind of maelstrom of of, of pressure and stress and um, and anxiety and and recognise that we have you know value in ourselves with no label with 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 not the fact that we're that we're trainee lawyers or we're partners or or anything mm. that that we that we as as individuals without all of all of that 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 we're that we're important and that and that we support ourselves in that way as as individuals um mm. and and invest in ourselves in that way so that we're not so that we have an identity um that that can withstand this type of uncertainty so it is i think about making sure that you um, take some time away from things that you um, 
you know you exercise even if that's just going for a walk or if you're stuck inside doing a bit of stretching I mean YouTube is great for for workouts and things like that um I find music really helpful um uh you know Skype Skype your friends I've got a load of Skype wine dates lined up um, with with friends who have who have who have decided to leave London. Um, yeah. So you know, there's the the great thing is we live in a modern world um, with with social media, which obviously can be a negative, but I think we can use it as a as a as a positive tool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, set up a WhatsApp group with your friends and chat about rubbish. You don't need to talk about. You don't need to kind of feed feed um, feed that 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 hysteria um but, but also it's keeping keeping the connections keeping the connections going no absolutely and that's a, a string of fantastic advice and it'll actually be really interesting to see how the industry i guess learns lessons from this uh, i guess kind of um unwanted or you know unexpected experiment with things like working from home and kind of remote working and all of these different contingency plans that firms and businesses are having to rely on it'll be interesting to see if you know, if and when this all moves on, that, you know, firms will actually be much more willing to, you know, not have to meet clients in the office and meet them over Skype and all those sorts of things. So um, it's certainly a really kind of a interesting time, put it that way, um, but absolutely right in, in terms of things you emphasize of taking care of yourself and really looking out for you. Um, and I guess that's a really nice uh, piece of advice to kind of uh, wrap up on. So, you know, where can people go to learn more about yourself and to um, read your blog and to get in contact with you? Um, so I'm um, I'm quite present on LinkedIn, um, mm-hmm. um, but um, but the main the main way that people can can get information is um, is the blog, which is silksinthecity.wordpress.com. Um, and there's there are lots of there's lots of practical and not so practical um, tips on there, <laughs> um, depending. Um, and um, who knows if we've got loads of free time in the next few months, then there might yeah. be a lot more, <laughs> a yeah, lot more content. Um, but yes, yeah, we'll see. No, fantastic! Thanks so much for coming on, Liz. I really appreciate it. A really, really insightful episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the More From Law podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to support the show, please share it with your network and leave a review on the iTunes store. It's really appreciated. If you want to stay up to date on the show, follow and subscribe to the More From Law podcast on your podcast platform of choice or follow me on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at the profile Harry Clark Law. See you in the next episode.